2: On today's wrestling news, WWE talent were nervous on the annual release day. A hangman retains on Rampage. And two new gimmicks on Smackdown.
1: And an undisputed tag team championship match seems to be in set in motion for WWE Backlash.
2: Are you ready? Are you ready for the news time? It's yes, my name is Phil Chambers, and I'm joined by Salty Sea Dog and Gareth, I suppose, uh, to talk about all things wrestling related. But before we get into it, make sure you like the video, comment down below what you think we did today's story, subscribe to the channel, and uh, links to each story are in the description. So click the timestamps and off you go. But first up, uh April 15th. You may remember this day from both 2020 and 2021 as a a very dark day in WWE, the annual release days when they just did these mass releases over the pandemic and it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, well that was yesterday obviously uh, and Sean Rossap is coming out saying there was a lot of nervousness behind the scenes in WWE as you would imagine. Uh, His tweet just said that uh, I know a lot of people have been concerned about WWE release day today including much of the talent. At least one higher up told me that they didn't know of any releases set to happen today if you'd like to take their word for it. So a lot of nervousness going around as you would imagine. Uh, A lot of people concerned that it would happen three years in a row but it turns out Mm. it didn't happen. Uh, Not to say that it won't happen at some point but it looks like at least for now, they'll be a return that's safe.
1: Yeah, I'll never forget that first uh that, that first Black Wednesday in twenty twenty, because it was um I, I was working late for the company. I was kinda like tapping away, doing a few little news things, and then news broke of just I think it was like one person got released, it might have been like uh Drake Maverick or Rusev or somebody and I thought, oh that's really unfortunate. And then the floodgates opened and it was just like battle stations, like, what is happening? And it was, it was really harrowing, to be honest. It was just really sad to see all these people let go, but obviously now we can see further down the line a lot of those people have gone on to better and bigger things Rusev in particular and now Miro smashing it in AEW so it's a weird one it's really strange bittersweet sensation just this whole Black Wednesday releases stuff and like last year obviously we had Samoa Joe, Mickey James people like that let like go on April 15th as well like you said it's not 100% confirmed at this point that nobody is going to be released around this time of year because we know Vinnie Mac will wake up one morning and suddenly go oh we don't like them now let's get rid of them so fingers crossed that doesn't happen unless your name is Mustafa yes. Ali because he wants to go he wants to run away so justice for Ali exactly, yeah. get him out of there, but yeah, it's an interesting time, a bit of an uncertain time, but something that is not uncertain is the fact that AEW still have a reigning, defending world champion in the form of a cowboy known as Hangman, Adam Page, because he defended his belt successfully last night against Adam Cole in a Texas death match, carnage to the death, killing Spree barbed wire chaos thing, which has become his calling card, which I quite like for the hangman at this moment in time. Uh, the, the, the key moment in this match, like the big talking point, point things probably being all over social media right now, is the fact that on Good Friday, because it's very appropriate, hangman decided to put a crown of barbed wire on top of Adam Cole's head, baby, because, you know, Good Friday, Christ, all the rest of it, so he, uh, he then dead-eyed <laughs> him through a table with the crown on his head, and it looked like he absolutely killed Adam Cole, and he won the match via this move, and it was, it was crazy, it was a great match, uh, great ending, just great conclusion, it, 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 there was a little callback to when um, Hangman got, obviously, belted to the rope and hung up by Adam Cole, he did that like on the other way around so he did that to Adam Cole but then as he was going to smack him in the head with a steel chair he just relented he went no no, no I'm not going to do that I'm not a bad guy and then he got low blow for his troubles because that's what bad heels do so it was great and what this means now going forward this is now his sixth successful title of defense since winning the goal from Kenny Omega obviously at AEW full gear in 2021 um, it's looking like CM Punk potentially is going to be the next guy in line for this title shot if his knees are right obviously and he did all the great knee stuff on Dynamite so I'm not sure What's going to happen next? But Hangman, he's the king of the death match, the Texas death match right now, and these title defenses are getting better and better.
2: Yeah, absolutely. They've been on a great run of in ring. Uh matches in AEW this week like this just through dynamite and this rampage it's just been absolutely insane uh really really good stuff from both guys and yeah we'll have to wait and see what's next i like the idea of punk beating hangman maybe and then mjf beating punk mm-hmm. like like really quickly afterwards just to take the belt off him or just mjf winning it off hangman page either way mjf's gonna have the title at some point let's wait. yeah
1: sooner rather than later uh,
2: Indeed, we'll have to wait and see for that. Uh, but moving back over to WWE for a second, we've got two new gimmicks either coming or on SmackDown last night. So the first one, Drew Gulak, he was actually on SmackDown. A little bit weird. Uh, Michael Cole kind of introduced him as a uh, like backstage, and he was like having a sort of tryout of as a member of the broadcast team. Because of course he was, like, why not? They're not doing anything else with him. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he interviewed Madcap Moss, and then later on in the show, he, like, interrupted Charlotte and Adam Pearce because he wanted to, like, ask Adam Pearce how he did, how good he was Mm -hmm. uh, at being the interviewer. Uh, Flair was obviously very annoyed at this uh, and told him, like, you can have the performance review when you get out there and interview me in the middle of the ring. So then they went to commercial, and when they came back, they were in the ring, and he was interviewing her, and he kept asking her about things like uh, her tapping out at Mania. Uh, to Ronda Rousey. Obviously, Charlotte Flair was not very happy about this. Um, She basically ordered him to leave, but then when he turned around, she attacked him from behind like the coward that she is. Uh, Got him in the figure of eight. He was tapping out loads, uh, And then Flair actually managed to get Drew Gulak to say, I quit before loads of referees broke it up. so, I don't quite know what this new direction is uh-huh. for Drew Gulak. It's all a little bit weird, but he got drafted to SmackDown last year, and since then he's been in five matches, three of which have been Battle Royals. So it's not like they're doing a lot else with him. So at least it's something, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's a very low bar, isn't it? At least it's something. But it's a weird one with Drew Gulak because you can sense the very high in him as like a trainer. He's, he's, he's front and centre really for a lot of the WWE 2K22 game. He like runs the tutorials and he's got a lot of voice acting through that as well. But they're just not letting him do the thing that he's one of the best at, which is wrestling, really good matches. But he's he's such a charismatic force just when you put a mic in front of him and things like that. If, If this is his new direction, great. If he's enjoying it, if he's happy with it, that's... Who are we yeah. to judge? Johnny? At least
2: it gets him on TV. Exactly.
1: At least it gets him on TV. And speaking of things that were on TV last night on SmackDown, indeed. As well, um, we we had another gimmick change, didn't we? Had a, a, a stable teased, you could you could say. Well, before SmackDown. Yeah. Oh yes, it was in um, the dark, dark match. In the dark match, yes, because it was a uh, Mister Mister La Knight, wasn't it? Wasn't it Phil? Mister La Knight.
2: It was indeed Mister La Knight. NXT's La Knight in a dark match on SmackDown alongside Mace of Retribution fame of all people, Um, they were both kind of in suits, LA Knight was in a suit and he cut a promo before the match uh, and then Mace beat um, Eric of the Viking Raiders, because it wasn't like a tag team match, he was being more of like the voice piece for Mace, like a managerial kind of permission, uh, position even. Uh, In the promo he said that um, LA Knight was like kicking off the Knight Model Management Group and that his first client is indeed mace uh, mace had a lovely blazer on and some jordans like you do uh, and i guess this is like a tryout or a test run for a little mm. la knight stable um, but looks like it might be la knight becoming more of a mouthpiece for other people mm. rather than an actual in-ring competitor himself
1: yeah major robert stone brand vibes about around this but i mean la knight's definitely an improvement yeah. on robert stone in terms of a mouthpiece straight away I'd like to see him wrestle because he's very good at the old wrestling thing, but he is one of the, the most prolific, let's say, speakers that NXT currently has. And if that, if just getting him on the show in the first place is through his voice and he can help people like Mace and these people who aren't necessarily the greatest on the mic and he can put them on a bit of a pedestal, then great. It, it raises his stock. WWE love, especially the main roster, love talkers, love people with loads of charisma, and LA Knight's got exactly that. He's been teased a few times in like backstage segments, just strutting around the show. He looks great in a suit. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It could be a good thing. could be a bad thing. We just don't know at this point because anything could change in WWE. He could turn up in a big dinosaur suit next week. Don't do it. Don't do it. I've just given them an idea. (laughs) But something that is going to happen very much on the horizon, uh, WWE WrestleMania Backlash. I called it Backlash in the intro because I'm I'm, I'm very much trying to refuse to call it weird. Forget the WrestleMania bit. Branding. Yeah, so we're going to have an undisputed tag team championship match. It's been teased a lot. A lot of people were thinking for a long time that this should have been a thing Because having two separate belts, like on both brands, it just it doesn't work, the divisions aren't strong enough. But now it's looking like we're finally gonna get that unified set of belts. It's gonna be the Usos against RK Bro. They came on SmackDown, they were very annoyed because Randy Orton got super kicked by the Usos at the end of Raw, and they were like, ah, I'm gonna come and SmackDown and call you guys out. He just used the word bitches a lot, called them puppies, and started screaming. Everyone loved it, and then he yeah, confirmed the match that's gonna go down at WrestleMania backlash. So the updated card at the event that's going down in the Dunkin'. Donut Centre in Providence, Rhode Island. I love the name of that arena. Um, <laughs> we're going to have Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Dusk. So it's the rematch. We're going to have Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair in an Quit match, which you alluded to earlier for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And like I just said, the Usos, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the longest reigning champs in SmackDown history. And uh, they're going to be taking on the Raw Tag Team Champions, RK Bro. And I think it's safe to assume we may begin a little cheeky turn turn, but could it be Riddle turning on Randy Orton as a big swerve? We will see.
2: Who knows? Not a bad card leading into that. Um, Definitely up for unifying the tag team Mm -hmm. titles, though. It's been a long time coming. (laughs) The tag divisions on both shows have never really had more than three or four at a pinch tag teams Mm -hmm. actually in them, which doesn't give you a lot of room for (laughs) creating stories and like interesting feuds and different matches. So Mm -hmm. unify them, have them float between the two brands, makes a hell of a lot more sense um so yeah looking forward to that to be fair and you hate to call Um, back to like
1: AEW a lot sorry i I hate to do this like you hate to kind of like compare and all that but it's when you look at the tag team division that they've got they've got so many teams one set of belts and everyone's vying for them and it just makes everything feel more competitive so
0: ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30 percent off
2: Um, but let's move over to your Twitter questions to end the video. The first one comes from Where Did Cotton Eye Joe Go? Uh, who says, do you think a new set of unified tag team belts should be introduced with a completely different design if we are truly unifying the tag titles or do you believe they will remain the red and blue set? Uh, I personally love the old Attitude Era world tag <laughs> titles back.
1: Uh, I don't think they'll, they'll dust off an old design because WWE are very much on the in, in, in the side of oh, let's make something new because new and new and they like new things so i don't think we're gonna get that i think we get a new design i'm a bit over the centurion circle belts now i think they look pretty cool when they, they, they first got yeah, introduced really i like the smackdown version of them when they first got introduced but i don't know just something just a bit not out there but just something that's got that instant kind of like oh that's a cool yeah i want those belts do you know what i mean because it's such a simple thing but aesthetically if something looks awesome and looks cool you kind of want to win it because of that as well not just the acclaim of being the, the yeah. champions you want to look cool in the belt so I'm just happy with anything that looks remotely cool so you know for a fact it's going to be some kind of very strange cheese puff belt and something with a big Cheeto brand on it or Snickers or so it's just not gonna look great but we'll see
2: yeah. Um yeah, I'm I've been after them creating new titles for ages for the tag titles. I've never liked these ones since back when they were like weird pennies and then when they kind of made them silver to go with the blue and the red straps. They've never looked great and they've never been gold. They've not been gold in fifteen years or something. Yeah. It's like, why? They're championships, they should be gold. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'm desperate for them to change them. Get rid of them, bring in something else. Uh, they've been a, like they're one of the longest running title designs now, probably as well, haven't they? Apart like, like a few colour tweaks, like the actual design of the like plates itself like, hasn't really changed in ages. I'm,
1: I'm a bit hopeful after looking at the the new NXT designs. I didn't mind them. I Thought they were quite. It, they it's quite like, it's like not. It's not a wholesale can together. it's not a wholesale change, but it's just a little bit of just tinkering. Yeah, exactly. So yes. maybe we'll, we'll tinker for the main roster too.
2: Indeed. And the next question comes from Bob Atkinson who says Morning, gents, if you were to create a new stable consisting of one legend, one current star, and one up and comer, Who would be in it and what would they be named?
1: Ooh, okay. Um, I'm going to just lean into social media big time right now because Bret Hart is the buzzword of AEW. And we've seen, obviously, the likes of Dax Harwood and CM Punk all just like praise him and sing his name aloud and tributes to him on the show and all the rest of it. So I think I'd have CM Punk and Bret Hart. And then as the up-and-comer, I'd probably have Daniel Garcia because I think he fits that technical best there is, best there was kind of mould. And I'd call them the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be, because it's just, it's right there. It's
2: there, it is right there. Nice and easy. <laughs> uh, I would go with uh, Mick Foley and um, John Moxley. And I don't know if you can call him an comer. Probably already a star, but, you know, I'm just going to go with it anyway. Um, but why have his name just popped up there out of my head? Why is this... Uh, Darby you. Allen. Darby like Allen. <laughs> matches okay. matches. Yeah. Just okay. had a massive mind blank there there for is. some reason. Uh, I have no idea what I'd call them. The Have a nice <laughs> death, match. The
1: purveyors
2: of know. violence. They're all there. Yeah, that'll do. I guess. There you go. Uh, But I'll just them three together. Yeah. So just, Kill some people in it being okay. So <laughs> I want your
1: faction against my faction, that'd be a hell of a match. <laughs> that would be yeah. ludicrous.
2: Uh, the final question of the day comes from Eddie Samory, who says, uh, With potentially an AEW New Japan crossover show soon, what is your dream AEW versus New Japan match that should happen on the show? Oh,
1: there's so many cool ones out there, isn't there? But he's trying to think of ones that haven't necessarily happened a ton because, like, you look at your Omegas or Carters, have a- happened loads, even though they'd be incredible. Yep. I think maybe something with Osprey, Osprey and Hangman. Man, Ospreay and Wardlow like they, they're just yeah they'd be fun Osprey and MJF maybe Battle of the Absolute Wankers that'd be great <laughs>
2: that would be good <laughs> uh, I, my mind immediately goes to Brian Danielson because obviously it's one of his dreams from when he left WWE he has to be on mm-hmm. there and him basically versus anyone on the New Japan card yeah. I would be quite yeah. happy with but you've got to go right for the top and you you've got to go Danielson versus Okada it's got to happen at some point
1: hook it Fantastic. into my veins the
2: incredible uh, but on that note, thank you very much for watching. Make sure you subscribe to the video, uh, like the video, comment down below, all those things. And follow us over on Twitter, why not? Uh, you can follow me at Chambers and follow Garrett. At
1: GMorgan04. And
2: you can follow all of us at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, and yeah, that's it. That's how you end videos. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Have a bloody
1: good day. Happy Saturday.
0: Wherever you listen to podcasts, ACAST helps creators
2: launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. Bunch loads of interviews that we did. They're all
0: good. (laughs) Yes, and Matt Cardona loves us. He does. Hi.